Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, still quarantined in D.C. and probably until next year sometime. <laughs> Today, my guest, my returning guest is Greg Oliar. You know him. You love him. He's the author of Dirty Rubles. He has his Substack Prevail that he writes in two times a week. Absolutely love talking to him. He's going to talk some of us off the ledge. If you're on the ledge, don't worry. Greg is here. <laughs> and he does a fantastic job. In fact, there were a couple of things that he pointed out to me or reminded me of that made me feel better. So just keep that in mind when you start to listen. But I'm going to be just jumping right on into the fact that the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast and it's woman run. It is supported by listeners and I don't use corporate backers. I don't use advertisers. It's just you guys who keep me going. By the way, thank you. If you enjoyed today's show, take a look at the About section on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash startmeup. Just see some of my past guests. Most of the time, it's political. Sometimes I talk to actors, and we only talk about acting, but most of the time, I talk about politics. And even when I have the actors on, we talk about politics. Um, so, like like I said, you can go to patreon.com slash startmeup. You're going to see what the show is about. Plus, you're going to see all the different tiers that you can sign up. You could start at like a $2 tier. And if you decide you want to upgrade later, that's great. It works like this. I have two free shows every week on Monday and Wednesday. And then I do two patrons only shows per month. One of those shows you get if you sign up for $4 or less, you get one Patreon, or I should say patrons only show. And that's your, your big extra get. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get both patrons only shows. Plus, every day I do a free show, I also do what I'm referring to as Kimberly's After Party now, which I, it, it may change. But it's just me, and I just say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm on the phone with you, I, I guess. That's one good way to put it. But it's just me talking about whatever I feel like. It's not a long show, but it's just a little bit extra. So just to recap, I've got the two free shows. And when you sign up for $4 or less every month, you get the two free shows delivered to your email, email box with one patrons-only show, which is usually me and Stephanie, Steph Walton, who is going to be on the show on Tuesday, by the way. But tomorrow. Uh, but that, So that's $4 or less. If you do $5 or more, you get everything I just mentioned, plus you get the other patrons-only show, and you get the additional Kimberly's After Parties after every free show. So uh, just sign up, patreon.com slash startmeup, get you in there. You can also make a one-time donation. In the description of every show, I include my email address. That's what you can use on uh, PayPal. You can also find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. So please stop by iTunes and just give me a rating, become a subscriber, it's free, and while you're there, you might as well, if you like my show, give me a good review because we need those reviews. Podcasters and authors, we need those reviews. Alrighty, that's it. I was quick today. Please enjoy my fun and good conversation with Greg Oliar. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Thanks for having me. Oh, always a pleasure. Well, and it's always a pleasure for me, too. And, you know, I think I've told you this before, but there are certain people that I have on, certain guests that I just feel like they're my, I call them like the, my comfort food guests or my mashed potato <laughs> guests, and you're one of them because I just feel like I, it's just so easy with you. It's easy to talk to you, and it's fun, and I don't have to worry about, you know, if the person is going to say enough. So I just love having you on. <laughs> 
I was just thinking if it's comfort food, like yeah. Trump's comfort food would be meatloaf, and his friend is also named meatloaf. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it maybe it means something. I don't know. And it's just such a disappointment. I mean, I have to say, Paradise by the Dashboard Light is one of my all-time favorite songs. I used to live in Russia, and I was I, at the time I was twelve, and we used to get these videos from the states, and they were ever there was like TV shows and movies and just stuff to keep us occupied. And one of them was that video. And so I watched it over and over and over, and I loved it. And I've always loved that song. And on that particular album, which I don't remember the name of, there's a couple other songs that I really like. And then, you know, you find out he's a Trump supporter, and you're like, what the fuck? How, okay, how, let, me make you feel, let me make you feel better about that. Okay. First of all, the, the good songs on that album, Bad Out of Hell, yeah, were written by Jim Steinman, okay. the great songwriter Jim Steinman. He wrote Paradise by the Dashboard Light, Two Out of Three Ain't Bad, uh, bad out of hell. He also wrote, um, what what is it? Uh, the Bonnie Tyler song, uh, "Turn Around." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Right. And one of my favorite songs of all time, "Making Love Out of Nothing at All" by Air Supply. All Jim Steinman songs. So would it matter really if Meatloaf was singing it or somebody else? I no, don't think so. No, because really I still Steinman like song. it. And then I'm I gotta find the song. There's a song on there that's something about the ripping the levi's do you know what i'm talking about I'm, i gotta look it up no it's and no. it's it's a slower song and what okay uh da, 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 da. of course they're not <laughs> listing it of course they're not listing it and making it easy for me but i'll i'll figure out what the uh song is but it's so good and it's just like um he just belts it and it's 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 such a great song and i'm like i know i know, I know. my, my wife and i there was a guy who did piano karaoke uh, around our town a couple of years ago. And my wife and I sang Paradise by the Dashboard Light. It was pretty awesome. Pretty <laughs> you nice. know, I used to, my listeners know this, uh, some of them do. I used to have this friend, he was a dancer, and he would, for fun, we would make these videos where we would lip sync. And, and, and I had, like, of course, I loved that. And I wanted to be in like, I wanted to be the star of every video. And I was on a couple of them. And we would go out around Los Angeles and we'd film and everybody thought we were like legitimately filming something and, or like for something legitimate. And it was just for fun, but he knew how to edit. And then we'd have professional dancers backing us up and it was so fucking cool. But, um, I always wanted to do bad out of, I mean, uh, paradise by the dashboard light, but, but unfortunately my friend was like a, he was like a bubblegum music person. He liked all the like hardcore bubblegum songs. So that was way, okay. way too uh, crude for him, I guess. <laughs> Are there, do videos exist still of this that yeah. can be seen on YouTube? Okay. Yes. Uh, the ones that we did. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you one. And it's funny because I, I, I think this should be, this is a perfect thing for your, your Patreon people. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think a full archive. Well, I can only get, you know, I did actually do, I did a, a Patreon only or patrons only post where I did include the video. Um, okay. and, and unfortunately, though, because th this was back in the late 80s, so everything is on videotape, and 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 ba I have some of those videos still on videotape, and the quality kind of sucks, but you could still pretty much make it out. Um, my friend, though, uh, but now I don't have a VCR, so I can't even play them, but my, my friend just went back and dug some out from, you know, I guess he he's, uh, lives in, he's from Utah. So he went back to Utah and everything was in storage and he got it out of storage. So pretty much the same quality, but what he did was he shot it off of his television. So it's like 
kind of shitty quality old 80s video cassettes shot off a TV, which it's still good enough. And I'll send you the one that, you know, I'll send it to you later. But um, yeah. but it's just it's so funny because I remember he was such a character and we had so much fun and he would always say memories memories you know when we were filming these things and it's so true because like now i can go back and look at them and go oh my god i was like fucking 18 i was like 19 something like that it was really it was a really long time ago but it was it were it, all the dancers were the dancers that you were seeing in all of the like paula abdul and janet jackson and michael jackson videos they were all like working dancers so it was fucking awesome <laughs> see in the movies that i made in high school i did not have um, professional dancers in the background. <laughs> Alas, um, we did. We we made a bunch of these really terrible movies with my friends, and I'm going to tell you about one because then okay. we can delay talking about Trump for like, three okay. more um, So the idea was we wanted to make like we may have made an Indiana Jones and we made a James Bond, and we're like we want to make an A Team movie, and we also <laughs> wanted to make a Dukes of Hazard movie, but we didn't have the people to play Bo and Luke Duke, so we decided to combine the A Team and the Dukes of Hazard. Right. So the plot was this. Bo and Luke Duke are off in college. <laughs> Cue laughter. Right. And while they're there, um, Roscoe and, and Boss Hogg try to, like, seize the boar's nest from Uncle Jesse and from Daisy Duke. So Daisy Duke hires the A-team. That's it. That's the premise. <laughs> if that was a real show, yeah. you would totally watch it. I'd right? totally watch it's, it. It was actually a very good idea. <laughs> And do you still have these? Somewhere. I, yeah. I don't know where they are, and it's probably for the best. Because I think they're <laughs> probably better in my mind than they actually are. Well, that's, you know, th that's funny because they did, before, okay, his name was Mick, the dancer. So before I met Mick, he had recorded this movie. I guess, I don't know if, what the official name name is, but it's Margaret and Dora. So it was Mick and his other friend, and they played these god-awful looking women with the most hideous face masks you've ever seen. Of It was like women's face masks. And they're gay. And so they they do this very broad like everything that they do, when they get frustrated they make sounds like, oh! <laughs> and it's like, it's like the whole movie, it's so bad, but the whole movie is filled with like when they're dashed, they're like, oh! And, and they run around and they're, they're looking for this youth pill. Um, in fact, they are looking to be the new star on the strip. And so it's funny because my email for so long was NSOTS. At a, you know, I'm not going to say what it is, but it's N NSO, NSOTS, which is new star on the strip. And, but anyway, so I hadn't <laughs> seen it, you know, since the 80s. And, you know, he told me he was going to go back and dig through his stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, you have to send me Margaret and Dora. And he sent it. And it's so fucking bad. It's like it was it's still funny, but it's so, so bad. But it was fun. And, and I want to go back. So that song by Meatloaf is called For Crying Out Loud. It's on Bad Out of Hell. Oh, yeah. It's a really, yeah. really, really good one. Right. And then, um, mm -hmm. okay, what was I just going to, I can't remember what I was going to do. But um, anyway, yeah, I know that uh, we have to talk about Trump. And so, but before we get into the hardcore, just, you mentioned dancing and I mentioned dancing. Oh, my <laughs> God, I loved your video of dancing to the Go-Go's on the day that it was <laughs> announced Biden was president-elect. Thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I had promised that I would do it, and uh, I have no problems breaking into bad dance. So yeah, my wife and I danced, and I was trying to figure out what song, and that's perfect. Just a really happy song. It was, and she, uh, your wife had all the. She she totally knew all the um, off beats. What you know? Oh yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, I was yeah, impressed. Yeah. She was good at that. Um, 
my favorite part of it was that I I added Kathy Valentine who wrote the song, and um, she wrote back, "I love this." So I was like, okay, that's that that's great. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and like, and just go Twitter. <laughs> that's what I love about Twitter. Yesterday, I'd asked like I I asked people to post post some of their favorite song lyrics and. Somebody actually posted a song that I love, and I've, I can't remember what it's called, but it's by the Talking Heads. And so she just said it was Talking Heads, and she posted the lyric, and then David Byrne liked it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> it wasn't mine, but still. <laughs> I, I feel like David Byrne is the sort of guy that would sit in his house and just look. He scroll Twitter for references telling pe- that, that he's cool and that people like him so that he can like him. You know? Well, do you like, do you like uh, Talking Heads? I'm I I don't hate them, but I don't love them. I'm yeah. I'm like in the middle about it. Yeah, my boyfriend know? doesn't. He doesn't fine. like them. He thinks they're kind you know, of silly. I'm, yeah, they're fine. You know, I don't I don't hate them. So now, great, David Byrne's not going to like this. Oh, I know he's going to uh, be listening to this podcast. You just know it. But you know what? I have to say, I I always liked them, and I had like your opinion of them. And then I don't know what for some reason. Oh, I know what it was. I always liked the song, um, the. Uh, you know, I just have burning to down the house. No, the other one. Um, Roads of nowhere. The one, the one that's under the ocean. Under the ocean. You know that one. Um, oh yeah, I, I can't. Remember. Same as it ever was. Same, my, yeah, 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 yeah. My brain is not working properly today because I did not get enough sleep. So I'm, I'm gonna probably forget so many things. I'm just apologizing in advance. But anyway, so the same as it ever was song. I like that song, so mm-hmm. I wanted to go get it, and I got the live Talking Heads um, concert. And yeah, I. I I swear to God, it became like a fucking religion to me. And I've ne- I had, ne- I mean, I liked their songs, but I wasn't some super fan or anything. But then that particular album, it it it, it was better. Like the, I don't always like live over recorded. Usually, I yeah, like the recorded. Yeah, this too. live was better than any of the recordings, and it's like I just fucking fell in love with them. But anyway, so um, okay. Well, Wait, okay. before before we move on, okay. that song is called Once in a Lifetime. Once I'm in sure a Lifetime. Are, are listening and like, it's called Once in a Lifetime. <laughs> I do that. Right? Like, why don't they know this? <laughs> At least anyway. my listeners know that I, I'm so forgetful. <laughs> I, just for, I just forget. Like, the, my famous story is I, I forgot the term village idiot. And so I was just like, you know, you know, the, the town stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Okay, so I just want to know, you're a writer, you're always on top of things. What are your themes? What are you focusing on these days? And I do want to talk to you about the taking me, taking anybody who's on the ledge to be off before we get, before we get into that. I just want to know the themes that you're focusing on. I, I, there's a couple of things, places that I'm going in my head. I'm working on a, on a Brett Kavanaugh project. Mm -hmm which on my site prevail. I don't know when this is going to be. Maybe it's in December. I think it has to wait until after he concedes or there's, I don't know if they'll ever concede mm-hmm. or at least until the electors do their thing in, in December yeah. and then we'll get to Kavanaugh. So I'm thinking about that. Um, obviously okay. I'm very concerned with the, with the COVID numbers and, yes. and the, and the numbers and the, the GOP, you know, some of these people and the governors of certain States just not mm-hmm. leading and just, mm-hmm you know, sort of feeding this disinformation that, you know, masks are, are, are not mandatory and it's an assault on our freedom. I mean, it's so dumb. Yeah. And in addition to being dumb, it's like, it's causing people to die. And it's, it's really hard for me to wrap my head around that. So I I don't want that story to get lost. Like Mm -hmm. the, 
the response or non-response by the Trump administration to the pandemic is criminal, doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't even begin to describe mm-hmm. it. And I think what, what we need to have when Biden takes over uh, at the first available opportunity is a, is a COVID commission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Glenn Kirshner has talked a lot about the Trump Crimes Commission, and I yes. think we need that too. But I want to just focus on, okay, how did we mess this up so that it can't ever happen again? Mm-hmm. And I want people to testify in front of the, the thing under subpoena, you know, under penalty of perjury, yeah. and let us know what happened. Because the stories that have come out, um, Catherine Ebon and Vanity Fair writing about Jared Kushner basically intentionally mm-hmm. pulling the plug on a plan that his own team had come up with because he felt that it would, it would score political points um, if the, if the virus was bad in the blue state, so he could blame the governors <sighs> is about as, you know, colloquially treasonous as it yes. gets. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a larger betrayal than that. Trump, you know, knew about it. We know from the Woodward mm-hmm. recordings, he knew very early what the threat was, how bad it was going to get, that it was airborne, all of these things, chose to do nothing. And Mike Pence was um, in charge of the coronavirus task force. So yeah. whether or not he did anything or not, he still had that title and therefore is 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 uh, responsible. And what's interesting about this is that Trump is so desperate now to win this election, uh, or he can't win it, but right. to cheat to steal yeah. the election. I want to talk about that yeah. when we get into the talk sure. you off the ledge part, because this, yeah. this is all noise for him to fundraise on. It's not real. It's not going to happen. Okay. So, but he's so fixated on this because he knows that as soon as he's done, he's going to get in trouble with the law. Mm-hmm. From any, you know, any one of a number of people are going to come after him legally um, with indictments and lawsuits and this and that. Um, Deutsche Bank is going to foreclose on his properties. All this stuff, all this bad stuff awaits him (laughs) as soon as he's no longer president. All he had to do in like February was turn to Fauci and say, hey, Mm -hmm. you're in charge of this. We're going to do whatever you say. And then gone to the golf course. He didn't need to do anything. He just needed to empower the right person. And if he had done just that one simple thing, we would not be in this mess right now. And he probably would have won real. Yeah, he probably would have. So, you know, the, the, it, it's so, from a literary standpoint, it's so ironic that his, his own, his own screw up, his, his gross negligence cost him in the election. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go to prison four years earlier than he, nor, than he would ever be indicted or whatever, however it winds up. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to face the music uh, earlier than he otherwise uh, would have. And it's his fault. And, and Pence, too. Pence could have been at that moment, and I think I tweeted about it. I said, look, there is every incentive for Pence to get this right, mm-hmm. you know? Pence is a, uh, you know, he's a politician that thinks he has a, a future. Yeah. What future? There's no future. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if he came in and did that and just did the job, mm-hmm. hey, we I might know. have a better yeah. Rosie Buffen. They might have won re-election, and he would have been primed for 2024. Right. Now he's doomed. I mean, he's he's locked Trump uh, you know, forever. What, what, what did, how did Adam Schiff phrase it? Like with the steel cord? Yeah. I don't they're remember, tied, yeah. They're, they're, there's no coming back from right. this for Mike Pence. So I don't think that the COVID thing can ever be forgotten. I don't think it should. And I think by, you know, by January, by February, there's going to be a lot of people that have died from of yeah. this. Yeah. Um, too many to ignore. 
Um, and it's, it's tragic. It's heartbreaking. It's, it's all, it's very difficult for me to wrap my mind around mm -hmm. how a group of people can be this actively evil. I know. I know um, exactly. Especially, yeah. I mean, I, I just keep going over and over in my head. Like, how did it get to, to, to this, you know, this yeah. country. And I always go back to living in Russia. I always go back to being 12 years old and walking around in Soviet Russia and looking, thinking, you know, God, I'm so fortunate that I get to live in this country, that we have free speech and we get to choose our own lives. And, and even though, yeah, we still have free speech and we still get to choose it's, it. it, it I just never thought that America would go through something like this. I mean, I don't think anybody did, but at the same time, of course, you could kind of think, well, you know, we could get a, a terrible president, but he is the worst. He is, I mean, I guess there could be worse people because, like you said, they, they, he could have easily, easily, Trump could have easily from day one, like, played that, um, you know, normal dude, he, you know, done everything under the radar and yeah, made yeah. himself look good. What, just like with Bush and Cheney, not that they look so good, but I mean, you know, they did things quietly. And right. Trump did everything in your face, and he fucked up at every turn, and he's so fucking stupid. And, it, and it's like, God, I hope we don't ever get a smart Trump in there. But I just can't even believe. I can't even believe it. And then the, and the thing that I also cannot believe is that, you mean, fucking Chuck Todd uh, giving airtime to basically a conspiracy theorist about this election who's spreading disinformation. But it's the fact that how, how are we not all... Not, and I mean, when I say we, I mean like the news media, really important people, people in the GOP, all screaming from the rooftops that this is, this man is incredibly dangerous and he's putting this country at such risk. And I've always said that the lame duck session will be the most dangerous part of his presidency. And, yeah. you know, and because we don't know, there's all the shit we don't know that they're doing, the stuff that they are doing, at least it's, it's so Keystone Cops and dumb but you know it's still dangerous everything they're doing is dangerous and i just i just feel like the reaction from the public because we do we we do go off of what we're we're told and what we see in the news and the news is kind of normalizing it not everybody because a lot of people like Rachel Maddow or, or Chris Hayes or, you know, uh, Joy Reid on MSNBC, Nicole Wallace, they're not normalizing it. But I do see a lot of normalization on, on CNN. They're bringing in Santorum to weigh, you know, his fucking opinion. And I just, I, I can't, honestly, I just, I feel like I can't believe it. I can't believe we're sitting here like, oh, this is normal. This is normal. No, it isn't. It's fucking crazy. And it's like they should be screaming it. There's no 25th Amendment. The geo and then there's that thing Carl Bernstein posted today that there were 21, uh, yeah. you know, congressional members who were didn't like him. I, Romney did speak out. You know, he put out he put out something on Twitter for whatever that Ben Sass did also. OK, um, but it's like, you know, they're not coming out and saying anything. And it's like, Jesus. And, and so they're so afraid of his base. You know, and that's and they've they've created Trumpenstein and now they're afraid of him. And it, it's it's not, it's not funny. I mean, it's like, you know, it's it sounds kind of funny, like, oh, he's a big monster. And now there. But it's where you we're all fucking victims of this shit. And it's so. He, OK, I want to get to the part of you talking people off the ledge, because mm -hmm. I'll tell you where I am. OK, when that guy and I, I keep wanting to call his name is Bart something. He was a lawyer. He was on Rachel. I think Rachel Maddow the other night or Chris Hayes, one of them, and he was saying how there is a path for Trump to win. Now, 
at that moment, I, I my stomach hurt and I was really freaked out. I am beyond that because I, I do not believe there is a path for him to win. But the thing that scares me is he's going to still have power over the cult. And that is... There's so many problems with that because they, they, you know, they're ready to go to war for him. They are saying it like this guy called into Rush Limbaugh the other day and he was crying and he was like, it's you, it's you and Trump and that's all we have and I'm, I'll go to war. And so the, these brainwashed cult members are ready to fight. And then not only that, when Biden gets in and starts doing his uh, surgical COVID remedy, they're, they're going to fight back against that. And Trump is still going to be. You know, we won't be paying for it, but he'll he'll be holding whether it's virtual rallies or some kind of way he's going to communicate to his cult to not obey whatever laws to wear your masks just so he can undermine Biden in every turn. So that's where my fear lies. So you could talk me off the edge and you could also talk to people off the edge who believe that there is a possibility this this attempt to steal the election will work. Okay, so first of all, we all have PTSD. (laughs) Yes. We've had four years of this, yeah. and one of the uh, uh, um, what's the, the manifestations of it after is after you have apparent victories in PTSD, you're so afraid mm-hmm. that the victory is going to fail. Yes, exactly. It, it sends you into a place of panic. This is something I learned in the last couple of weeks. So after the election, okay, which wasn't as 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 much of a initial blowout as I had hoped right. that it would be. I I did think. Um, I, I wrote a thing about the red mirage, mm-hmm. but I thought that by election day we were past that and it right. was going to be more obvious that night. It wasn't right. whatever. It didn't take that long. What no. happened with me is I went to bed on election night. My 14-year-old watched CNN for like 11 hours in a row <laughs> wow. and finally went to bed at like 6 o'clock. I wow. got up 7 o'clock, looked at the TV, and Wisconsin turned blue. Like as I yeah. stepped into the living room and I was like, and all of my anxiety drained out of my body. Right. <laughs> so, cause I knew then we were going to be okay. Cause mm-hmm. even though they, they say it, the votes are coming. It's, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're sort of hinting guys, it's going to go blue. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the damn thing red yes. on the screen is awful. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just awful. <laughs> it makes you feel bad. Mm-hmm. So now every time what happens, the same cycle, every time there's some like, okay, those guys in Wayne County in, in Michigan uh, last week, I think the week before, whatever it was, well, Two people, we're going to not vote for the da-da-da. Right. Everybody on Twitter loses their, their mind. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to steal it. It's a coup. These guys. So I went on and I said, guys, deep, deep breath. Um, two fascist dickheads from Wayne <laughs> County are not going to overturn the will of 80 million people. Yeah. And most people were like, okay, good. Thanks for saying that. But (laughs) people were like, you're just minimizing the coup. And it's like, no, I'm not. Because we can't be on high alert for the next two months without stopping. Okay? Mm -hmm. We can't. Mm -hmm. We'll all go nuts and we'll exhaust ourselves. And that's when stuff can, bad stuff can happen. We have to trust the process at this point. Look, before the election, it was really important for people like you and me and anybody that had any sort of platform to speak the truth about this guy. Mm -hmm. They are criminals. They are killing people. They are bad for national security. All the stuff he's doing is going to make the country not as safe, not as powerful, all of it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and say it and say it. And say it. Once the election is over and Biden wins by 6 million votes and he wins more votes than anybody ever, blowing the old record away, okay? Mm-hmm. And he wins the Electoral College decisively. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a Reagan right. 84 yeah. thing, but it's, it's decisive. It's yeah. a decisive victory. 
It's no longer up to you and me. It's no longer up to anybody listening to this, because here's who's on our side. Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi and the House of Representatives and everybody in that in that group. OK, the entire intelligence community, the military who are not going to take orders from this asshole to do anything illegal and all of our allies, all of our NATO mm-hmm. allies, the intelligence services, all of those people. So if all of those people can't combine and join forces and keep, and make sure that Joe Biden is sworn in on January 20th, nothing you and I are going to say or do yeah. or feel is going to make the, a world of difference. Mm-hmm. So. I look at Joe Biden. Does he look panicked? He doesn't no. look panicked. <laughs> Kamala Harris doesn't appear panicked. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is the opposite of panicked. Yeah. Okay. Swalwell and Schiff yeah. and Ted Lieu. These guys are not panicked. The only people panicking are the ones sweating hair dye off their face. Okay. <laughs> so what that tells me is that this is bullshit. It's complete crap. It is designed so that he can make money. That's yeah. all it is. Right. Yeah. He wants these morons to, uh, believe that the, the election's been stolen from him mm-hmm. because he wants to get them to give him money, period. That's it. That's all that this is. He knows it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's not going to work. <laughs> so for, for, for anybody on TV, uh, on these news shows, to have a lawyer on to talk yeah. about, well, there's the possibility that da-da-da-da. Yeah, there's also the possibility that there's a military <laughs> overthrow right. or that we or, or he detonates a nuclear bomb in Nebraska and yeah. we all go into this. It's not going to fucking happen. Not happening, okay? It is not going to happen. Trump is not going to be president anymore on January 20th, period. End of discussion. So stop worrying about that. Right. There's other, plenty yes. of things to worry about. Yeah. That is not one of them. So, um, I mean, if he was really thought this was going to work, we barely even seen him or heard from him, mm-hmm. you know, if we thought it was going to work. Um, the other thing you said about I think you're right. He's going to attack Joe mm-hmm. as soon as he's out. I think Twitter's going to kick him off as soon as he's. Oh, done. God, I uh, hope so. I, I think I that they're so. waiting for I think there's a lot of things waiting for that changeover that we haven't even thought about yet. Oh. Um, See, those are the oh, things I, that wait, get wait, me wait, off. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I forgot something important. I Way back when I was listing all of the allies that we have, uh-huh. I forgot the, the attorney general of my great state of New York who is going to indict these fuckers. Yes. And if something happens weird where there's a moment where, oh, my God, what's going to happen? She'll arrest them, mm-hmm. period, because why not? Your DOJ memo from 1972 is going to – that's not the law. <laughs> Let's arrest the guy. Okay, and indict him for crimes that are really serious, like the crime of conspiracy with Michael Cohen mm-hmm. and, and Stormy Daniels to get elected in the first place. Yeah, that's a serious crime. Yeah, let's indict him and see what happens. You know. Anyway, sorry. What do you I think? The, what do you up. think the chances of that are? I mean, because there's there are so many people who rightly feel. I mean, this is definitely again a fear of mine that he's not going to get his comeuppance because we've seen so many times. Now, I will say there are people who have. There's Harvey Weinstein. He did. And Jeffrey Epstein. He did. Took a while, but he did. Uh, so, but there are a lot of especially you know powerful white wealthy men who never have to pay. Now he's had to, the only thing he's really ever had to pay for in his life right now is this, this ele- like the election is the first time he's ever basically been called out or fired or whatever. And he can't do anything about it. He can't sue his way out of it, but he's right. always been, and, and he's always been able to, and one could easily argue, well, you know, because he's just had that 
bullshit reputation. He's ha- he's paid off people, but now he's gone into this whole nother kind of. Uh, I mean, he's so much higher than he ever was as far as power, as far as you know, people knowing who he is. Everybody kind of knew who he was before, but he was like a joke. You know, he was just like this fucking joke. And now he's he will be an ex president. So how confident are you that he will absolutely be held? I know he's clearly not going to be indicted or prosecuted for every crime he's ever committed, but enough to where he could go to jail. I don't know what's going to happen with the ultimate penalty. So I don't want to make any forecasts, Mm -hmm. but I think it's really the difference between Trump and everybody else we've had, all the other presidents who Mm -hmm. have run afoul of the law, be it Nixon, be it Bush Cheney, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like when Bush and Cheney were doing the, the stuff in Iraq and this and that, on some level, first of all, they were only in that position because they were who they were. Mm-hmm. And when they made decisions to go to war, I think maybe, yeah, Cheney thought, ah, this will be good. We'll go to war and I'll make money, whatever it was. Yeah. But I do believe that Bush believed in his heart that he was doing the right thing mm-hmm. for the American people. Yeah, he was I wrong, but I think he was doing it right. Trump has no such – he doesn't no. give a shit about the American people. He only cares about himself. The laws that he he broke before he became president and the ones that he's committed in office are largely ones of neglect and and emoluments, Mm -hmm. exploitation of office, this and that. I'm sure he's given secrets away. Um, You know, he let those Russians in the room like there's Mm -hmm. there's obstruction of justice, Mm -hmm. lots of things like that. Pardons to co-conspirators. You know, these are not it's not like like. What did Nixon do ultimately? Those guys, he, they, those guys shouldn't have been in that room. He shouldn't have found out about it, and that was it. I mean, you know, yes, it was bad, but compared to what this is, it's mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. You know, it's nothing. This is so awful that I think it needs to happen. And I also, going back to what I was saying before about COVID, and I hope this isn't true. I hope that, like Trump says, there's a miracle and it just goes away. Yes. But it's not going to. No. It's 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 rising exponent mm-hmm. exponentially. A million people flew on airplanes this weekend. Oh my God. It's going to get bad. Okay. And I think by January, you know, late January, early February, March, so many people are going to be sick or dead from mm-hmm. this disease that there is going to, there's going to be a public outcry to demand that somebody be held accountable. Yeah. Because he clearly is. It, He's at fault here. Yes. He you know, he can blame China and this and that. It doesn't matter. Your job is to keep us safe. Yeah. That is actually the job of the executive branch. Keep us safe. Defend us. Right. That's your job. Period. A- apart from all else, that's the primary thing you're supposed to do. And he failed miserably, worse than any president ever failed. So that I think that that linking him with that mm-hmm. will also give people the appetite to see him be, um, you know, indicted also once he's no longer president lots of things happen evidence goes out the deutsche bank and the mazars documents go to the authorities yeah that's what right? i want to talk about they can indict junior and kushner <laughs> and ivanka and these people and we can read the indictments oh, wow. um so there's going to be stuff that comes out right that people are going to be like oh my god the mike flynn thing that's been hanging around yeah They've kicked the can to kind of wait, I think, until after January to sentence him. Mm-hmm. That's that's something we haven't even, I think, scratched the surface of that. And the fact that Sidney Powell, this crazy lady who was, you know, <laughs> Venezuela and this and that, she's Mike Flynn's lawyer, right? Oh my God. So, you know, there, there's there's something going on here that we haven't even scratched the surface of. That's going to come out. Um, there's just a lot of things that I think have been put on hold because of Bill Barr. And because he's the president and therefore, 
you know, there's this idea that he's protected. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, you know, if we only know what we know now, would Mm -hmm. he go to jail? I don't know. But but after we hear all of the evidence, I think people's minds are going to be changed. And his base is not 70 million people. His base is like 10 percent of the population. Still too many. But, you know, once people like wisen up to what he's actually been doing, I think that, you know, cooler heads will prevail. Why do you say it's not 70 million people? Because that's how many people voted for him. However many. Yeah. But I think I don't think people voted for him necessarily because they're cultists. Mm -hmm. I think people have different reasons and lumping everybody into the same. Yeah, that's true. That's Um, true. You know, you're in a, a state where you never do it or you're in the church, whatever it is. Yeah, and I could I could see that because there's a a girl, uh, a woman that I know from a long time ago, and she voted for him. And the reason she voted for him, she used to be an actress, and I mean she wasn't high, she wasn't famous or anything like that, but she was on, you know, had some regular parts on soap operas. She was on a couple of commercials. She was a model, blah blah blah. And so I always, you know, I, I always assumed back in the day, this, I knew her in the 90s and in the early 2000s. And I just, it's, I wasn't political, but I've always been liberal. And, I, you know, maybe not the political description of it, but our definition of it. But I've always been a liberal person, liberal, open-minded. And you live in Los Angeles, you're an actor. And, you know, I mean, there's so much diversity. It just, I just assumed everybody was. Everybody that I was friendly with was. And then I, you know, and she moved back to New York and her family is conservative. So I saw on her Facebook page, like in 2016, I guess she had done something uh, as a model or an actress or whatever with, and Trump was there. And so he's standing there like with his arm around her and she's smiling. And I noticed in the comments, somebody said, are you going to vote for him? And she said, yup. And I was like, Oh shit. No, you know, but I, I think of her, she's not in the cult because I, I know that she she ha- I won't I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to like I don't want to talk to her anymore but I don't necessarily want people to say shit to her but anyway she she has this thing that she does and it's a social media thing and she goes on videos and she talks and she made a comment the other day right after the election about how she was happy to see I, I think it had not been Biden hadn't been named the president elect at this point but she was just saying that she was happy to watch uh, democracy play out and whoever wins wins so yeah i will give it to you she is not the cult i don't know if she voted for him this time probably did but i i I get that and you know what i think that's a really good and strong important point because we do tend to think that everybody who voted for him is is like drinking kool-aid in the cult and i guess they're really not they're just like i have people you know probably similar to your friend i have people in my family that voted for him Mm -hmm. so do i i was surprised to learn i'm sure lots of people do the people in my family are not going to join the civil the maga civil war (laughs) right yeah they they ain't doing that that's not happening and you know when you talk about that how many people showed up at that idiot rally in dc with (laughs) eleven thousand people Wow, that, I think there was like twenty, ten or twenty thousand or something, and that was about it. It was supposed to be a million. I heard people. it was like eleven thousand seven hundred, which okay. and there were half a million people at the women's march yes. in twenty sixteen. Well, so yeah. that's like Chad and Jeremy, you know, the the surf city, the two girls <laughs> for every boy. It's like way more than two girls. Yeah. I think it's like fifty nine. Right, for, and the it, lo- yeah. there were also counter protesters at that uh, Magarelli. So right. they were included yeah. in that count as well, which they yeah. shouldn't have been there, but whatever. Um, right. <laughs> uh, you know what I wanted to ask you and I did Mike Flynn get pardoned? No, they commute. I think they commuted. No, they, 
What did they do with him? I, they did commute the other guy. What's his name? No, ben they commuted. I think it's still kind of hanging there because Stone. he hasn't been sentenced yet. I don't think they can commute the sentence until there is a sentence. Oh, okay. Well, and then Stone I think that's why they're commuted. waiting. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I, 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 I don't know. I may be wrong. So okay. check me on that. But and then, and yeah, then but I, Stone was commuted, correct? Stone was commuted, which was just blatantly, and I think that 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 you know that sort of stuff they really have to look into. They mm-hmm. can't have you know, these pardons that right. are just, Hey, this is my buddy. And he yeah. did this and it's awful. And, and we're just going to look know, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you or whatever, which is basically his attitude. But I think these guys have to be, uh, you know, justice has to be served. Um, it, it, they don't get to, to, to fool around with it, but I don't know. He might also get, get indicted again after this is over. Right. You know, they, they hit these guys on relatively uh, weaker charges. Hmm. So, you know, maybe the thing is, so like they're okay, saving you up pardon the good him, stuff. guess what? We're indicting you again Yeah. for something much worse. Good job. Wow. Um, that would be awesome. It's like when you talk it? about Deutsche Bank uh, going after, I hope, was it you? It might have been you who was talking about if they take every, like they could take everything from him. Like everybody he owes could like take his properties and he'd, yeah. he'd have nothing. Oh my yep. god, that would be fucking amazing! I, 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 you know, it's like there's this fear that he's just gonna get away with shit, and you know, maybe he'll get, he'll have to pay fines, or maybe you know, he'll get a slap on the wrist for what he's done, and get to keep Mar-a-Lago, and and I just, I just hope that whatever goes down, that he really does have to pay, and that he feels it, because it's just. It, it's so difficult. It's like you said, wrapping your head around the idea that these people can be so, so incredibly vicious be- out of greed and selfishness. How could that be? How can they do that? I want to see them. It is such a human thing, but I want to see them punished. I absolutely want to see them punished. I think, yeah, I, think a lo- I think most people do. You know, People that are aware of the laws that have been violated yeah. want them punished, and they need to be punished. And honestly, it's in our national security to have them punished. Yes. Like the, the scenario you describe where he's just out there at Mar-a-Lago tweeting away and going on TV and um, talking shit about everything that Joe tries to do and sowing discord is basically seditious mm-hmm. and a threat to national security. So, you know, the way to prevent that is to put him in jail. And if he if, if these guys are in prison, they they yeah. know things now they need to be they need to go where like Robert Hansen and the spies go. Mm-hmm. Where we don't hear from them ever again. <laughs> No, that um, would be so delicious. It, 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 if there's no capital punishment, <laughs> right? <laughs> then they need to go in the hole. And right. oh, tr- oh, right. Now we haven't heard heard him in years. Oh, did he die? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Um, I think there's no, there is no scenario in which his kids get off though. I, I think that they're going to get indicted and oh, they're going to so. absolutely because t- I don't think they have a, a support system. I don't think they have anybody that really cares about them, especially. You know, Jared and Ivanka, like, where is their base? Does mm-hmm. anybody like them, really? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, well, I think they so, get, by default, they just get Donald's base. You know, they yeah, get, I think, by default. But um, I don't know that the base itself is, is crazy about Kushner, for example. Right. Um, given given their, their hostilities towards any non-Trump person. I don't know. I just think a lot of this is, is the um, cult of personality. Mm-hmm. And these other people don't have the personality. They just don't. That's very don't true. Have that personality. That's the one thing that Donald, you know, he's not a smart guy, 
he's not intelligent. He's not curious. None of that. But he's very, 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 very good at, you know, I mean, he was always on Oprah and he was on Phil Donahue and then he was on Howard Stern. He always found a way to be part of the conversation. Not that I was ever listening to him or, or watching him on these shows. I mean, you see the clips now. But I always, you know, there, there was a clip I watched yesterday where he was on Oprah with Ivana. And he was saying how he was making a tongue in cheek joke, but it was so very fucking Trump where he was like, you know, she does everything that I tell her to do. And then she kind of laughed and called him a chauvinist. But uh, he, he just he knows how to stay relevant. And then he does. He's got a charisma. It's, it's not something that I fall for, but it's a, it's enough of a charisma that he's pulled in the news media. He's you know, he's got this huge base. But, yeah, you're right. Like Ivanka doesn't have it. She just doesn't. And did you read that article? Uh, that her friend wrote back when... No, I saw it, but I didn't read it. It was just really interesting because it's not surprising at all. She she kind of feels she's above everybody, and I think that that reads. And she wanted to... You know, I think it was, it was Noel Kasler, who I know you're often talking to on Stuttering John's show. Uh, I think he mentioned that Ivanka... She, you know, like, I guess the RNC was looking at Junior... Maybe he could he could be a twenty twenty four you know uh, some kind of candidate or something, <laughs> whether yeah. it's presidential or not. But that Ivanka because he'll go out and he'll hang out with the de- deplorables. He is a deplorable. She is like thinks I'm above that. I'm above them. I know Trump thinks the same thing, but for some reason he speaks their language and she doesn't because she's not gonna say the really shitty racist things. She's gonna cloak it and she's gonna she's gonna have this air of i know you know what it reminds me of remember that video where she was talking to all the heads of state and they were all looking at her like she was a fucking idiot do you remember what i'm (laughs) talking so it's like i think i think that that's kind of so yeah i mean it's funny talking to you really does kind of settle me because i do i am one of those people that will get a little bit knee jerk when i see you know even my mother when, when we were both watching that chris hayes and, and that Bart guy, that lawyer guy, when he was saying there's a path, my mother sends me an email and she's like, I feel sick. And it's like, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, is this Barton Gilman? I think is that so. Who was on? I think it, that's the name. Yeah. Oh, my God. That guy is just clickbait for this crap. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you he go. He keeps writing these doomsday scenarios. It's really bad. Like he 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 should just stop because it's really <laughs> making people upset. Yes. Like, he's and, and, and don't me. get me wrong. I get upset too. I'm not immune to this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that same jolt in the stomach that everybody else gets, but right. then my brain takes over yeah. and I'm like, no, this is, this is what they want from me. This is intentional. Mm-hmm. They want me to feel this way. And I refuse to allow it. And if I do, if I do feel myself going, I just stop. I put the computer away <laughs> and I go take a walk or I do something yeah. else. And then in and an hour, smart. I feel better, you know, and that's what everybody should do. Like these shows, just turn them off. There's no, why are we even watching these? <laughs> Who watches Chris, Chris Chuck Todd? Screw no, that guy. Chris Hayes, Chris Hayes. Moron. Chuck, you know. <laughs> no, I don't like um, Chuck Todd, but Chris, Chris Hayes though, it's funny because if you watch him, he always is just, I, I appreciate the fact that he just can't fucking believe what's going on. He's every night, there's this look on his face like, oh my fucking God. Like they're doing this now or not that he's he's not necessarily stoking fears or anything like that. But he he's just can't believe, you know, like, yeah, that we have gotten to this point. And and now we've got people like Larry Hogan. We do have some Republicans who are coming out. Larry Hogan said that what we were like a banana republic. Uh, you know, there's a cup. There's been a few in the past couple of days. But 
I wanted to know, as far as like, you know, let's just play guessing games as far as we're moving to Biden is the president now. He's got an amazing cabinet. How do you see, like, what do you, I mean, what do you think as far as COVID, as far as, you know, people say return to normal? Well, I don't think we're ever going to return to what we were. We're going to have to make it up as we go. I mean, we could get a bit of it back. We're going to have somebody in office who has good, solid relations with, with people all over the world. That's going to make, you know, our, our allies feel so much more comfortable. That's going to help. Uh, we're going to have a leader who's calm and rational, and we're not going to be constantly focusing on Trump's tweets every five minutes. So there will be a sense of normalcy that returns, but because this happened, like you said, there's this PSD feeling, PTSD feeling. There's always, th we have to hold this. So Kamala Harris said on that night that they, you know, accepted the nominations, that democracy is always a work in progress. It's not something that's just written in stone. We have to fight for it every single election. And so I'm just wondering, like, what, how do you, what's your gut telling you that the direction we're going? Because here's my fear, and I know you're going you're gonna to talk me down from this. Um, I feel like there's a very strong chance that the nominee in 2024 would be Kamala Harris, which yeah. I think should be fan-fucking-tastic president. But do I trust the electorate to get to the polls for a woman and a woman of color on top of it? So that's what, if she's already, what if she's already been president for two years? What well, if Biden that, goes in right. well, I, and serves I've for two years that. and then says, you know what, I'm retiring? Yeah. Here, well, here's I've the keys to the car. <laughs> I've definitely said that I think that that's an absolute possibility. But I still uh, – and, and I think maybe after she has two years of showing everybody her shit, she might be able to pull it off. But I feel yeah. like we have such a racist – sexist country that I, I, I'm afraid to, you know, I, I so desperately want a woman to be president. And I, I mean, I don't care what color she is. I just, you know, I, I care that she's a Democrat. That's all. But outside of that, I want a woman to be president and I'm so not trusting of our electorate. But let's just, let's just go with my scenario where he does stay president for the four years. And then he says, okay, I'm going to step down and it's all you Kamala do you see him giving her a much you know during these four years because he had a he wasn't your typical vice president when Obama was president Obama gave him more responsibility and do you see him doing that with Kamala and and what do you see, just what do you see overall the tone that he's already doing it with Kamala yeah I mean he's already true. involving her and making it almost like they're a team mm -hmm. like a, a real partnership and, yeah and you know and he's great with stuff like that like he he really is. He's just whatever you say about him. He's he's a nice person. Mm -hmm. And I think he's yeah. one of the reasons why um, he won so much of the black vote, I think, is the way he was with Obama. He's, yes. He came in. He was picked. He's older. Right. Then Obama. He's been around the Senate forever. He knows how it, how it works. And Obama maybe doesn't as well. Mm -hmm. And he never somebody pointed this out. This isn't me, my idea here i'm I, I can't remember who it was so forgive me mm -hmm. but you know he never tried he wasn't arrogant about it he yeah. wasn't impatient about it he didn't try to make it about him right he just you know helped mm -hmm. as a friend for eight years and i think people see that and they and they and it, you know they were like this guy is an is a true ally mm -hmm. right and he, he's not going to be any different with kamala of course um right. so the other thing though four years from now OK, both of my kids are going to be able to vote. They ain't voting for some Republican, whatever. Yeah. The, the, the Gen Z. I, I, I know point, that some yeah. of them can vote already, but the numbers for for uh, uh, 
Biden versus Trump are off the charts, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's trending in that direction. What needs to happen really is the GOP needs to just completely disintegrate and a new opposition party needs to form that is based on something else other than um, anti-choice and let's let's have fascism. Like right. it, it's a sad Somebody wrote this. I think it was Scooney on the thing. There was that there's that new congressman who wrote um, two of his tweets were abortion is murder. And then Kyle mm -hmm. Rittenhouse. For right. Congress. Yes. And it's like they said, this is the GOP mm -hmm. right now. And and that's and it's true. It's, mm -hmm. it, it, it used to be that the Republicans stood for certain things, you know, that not not um, anti-socialism, but where you draw the line mm -hmm. about what the government is supposed to do and what it's not, fiscal responsibility, um, maybe a muscular foreign policy and America as kind of a, a certain way, that kind of thing. None of that holds anymore. Like the old way of, of the way it was perceived when I was a kid, it just, just doesn't exist. Yeah. But we need that. We need opposing parties to argue about things because you know so, sometimes the other yeah. party has a better idea that's right. just how it works yeah. you know and it's not one or this or that and it, we haven't had that newt gingrich started to destroy mm -hmm. it by just being flat out obstructionist mm -hmm. mitch mcconnell has perfected it so that their party doesn't do anything yeah trump promised to get rid of obamacare or replace it with something great he did that four years ago yeah he still hasn't even hinted at what the great right. new thing would be. Well, it's coming out in and two it's weeks. like, if they were really interested in doing that, why wouldn't they just do it? Do it, right, yeah. They can't. They have no ideas. They have no credibility. All they care about is power. Mm -hmm. So for the country to, to, to survive, the, the, the Republicans need to reemerge in a different way. They really need to go back to the, to the drawing board and figure out what it is that they actually stand for. And there are people in the party that are good. Mm -hmm. The secretary of state in Georgia should run for president in 2024 as mm -hmm. a Republican. He's the hero Republican of the day. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Larry Hogan, it seems okay. I don't think you know what Larry Hogan my opinion of him initially I live in Maryland and he's my governor and I heard when I moved here because my mother's very liberal she's like he's good you know everyone liked him and then and then what I started seeing him doing and I can't I wish I could remember specifics but what I saw him doing was pandering to the MAGA crowd because he's going to run in 2024 and I really don't think he's going to get anywhere and then I know this year he voted for Ronald Reagan which I thought was kind of lame it's like okay Ronald Reagan it was again pandering to the he was pandering to I guess some MAGAs, but but I think that he wants to say, yeah, I'm going to be the Ronald Reagan. Is he? He would be better than Trump, that's for sure. But yeah, I, I'm and that's not what I mean. Look, we're not going to get anybody perfect. You're Lord right. Yeah, but yeah. we need to separate the people that yes, are. Yes, right. Um, I, I think deep down have some kind of give a shit and want to do the job. Yeah. And I, there are people like that that are just afraid right. for whatever reason. They're afraid because they're in these red districts mm -hmm. or red states and they're going to somebody's going to get primary them from the right. Mm -hmm. So they have to kind of like act the act a little bit. But deep down, they're not really like that. Yeah. We have to separate people like that. I think Ben Sass is probably like that um, from people like, you know, who are just straight up traders. Yeah. You know, Ted Cruz is a traitor. Totally. Rand Paul is a traitor. Yes. Lindsey Graham is a traitor. Yeah. Marco Rubio is a traitor. Yes, yes. Period. Those those four people should just go away, never to be seen again. Yeah. The people in Georgia that did insider trading on COVID, yes. the idea that they're running for this, I and know. it's going to be very interesting. Um, you asked about how the future. It very much depends on whether or not we take the Senate yes. in these Georgia runoffs. But now that there's so much anger 
mm-hmm. and that and that the the MAGA people in Georgia are gonna like write in Trump. <laughs> I know. That's so stupid. They're I so don't dumb. think I don't think Loeffler is gonna win. I think she's doomed. Okay. I'm not I'm not as convinced about the other guy losing. Right. But if if the other guy wins, it's forty nine fifty one, right? Right. Oh, see, that's what I don't know. And four of these four of these motherfuckers have COVID at any given time. Okay, so you know, wait. Let's... We shut down the Fed person last week because <laughs> four Republicans can't couldn't come because they were sick. Right. Um, okay, so I, I still don't know the answer to this, and you could. So, as far as the, oh, if we get both of them, what what is yeah. the number? If we get both of them, I think it's fifty one. I mean, it's not. You know, it's it's barely, or so it if, might be fifty fifty, and Kamala breaks the tie. I think that's actually what it is. Okay, that's what um, I thought it was. So we we need yeah. both of them, or. The Republicans stay in power, correct? Unless you know, maybe it's a it's a case by case thing. Right. Maybe maybe Mitt Romney is like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck this, we're voting on this now. And Susan Collins. I'm going to go too. caucus with Chuck unless you do. Yeah. You know, he would suddenly have a lot of power in a, in a scenario like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Markowski, these people. Yeah. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, it's not carved in stone. No. And I've said this before, but if we don't have the Senate. The one thing that we can do is investigate the fuck out of these criminals, yeah, right? Right. That's one thing we do not need Senate to do. We're going to have an AG. We're going to have a really strong, powerful Justice Department again, mm-hmm. and we're going to investigate any wrongdoing that happened. And if you if you committed crimes d- during the COVID period mm-hmm. with the Russia stuff, with any of it, you're going down. How about that? Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great to me. Oh my god. Okay, well before before we wrap up, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, nothing. I mean, you know, we're just staying home. <laughs> yeah. Um my brother-in-law was going to come from Connecticut, but now he's not cuz right. of you know, COVID concerns and yeah. we're just going to, you know, but we're going to make the dinner, we're going to eat the turkey and sit down together, which we don't mm-hmm. usually do. Usually one of the two kids isn't isn't around and Right. Um, so it'll be nice. And there's what, there's three football games on. It'll, it'll be it'll be good. I always like Thanksgiving. I, I, I like a non-gift centric holiday. Right. Yes. You know. Yes. Yes. Well, I've always, you know, I mean, Thanksgiving is always definitely one of my favorites, and part of the reason is because stuffing. I love fucking stuffing. Although I'm not making it, it's just going to be me and my boyfriend, and it makes me sad because my mom is going to be alone for Christmas and for Thanksgiving, and there's just nothing I can do about it. She, at least she understands. I'm so grateful that she recognizes the importance of just being smart and playing it safe. So I, I hate that, though. I hate that she is. But it, I've decided that for Thanksgiving, I'm just going to make – I make this – it's very easy and it's really good. It's just – I just do chicken with potatoes and celery and carrots and onions. And then I, I bake them. And then I just make a gravy out of it. That's just going to be my Thanksgiving. But I figure for Christmas, I'll do, I'll make stuffing. Because, again, it's just going to be me and my boyfriend. But, I, you know, I love, I love the stuffing. But, I, you know. Well, why I, don't, I don't, why can't you make also the stuffing and then put the gravy on top of the I stuffing? could, but I just don't feel like it. Just, it's like, the stovetop, man. It's fine. <laughs> stovetop's good. Um, I, you know, I've. I, I I usually I'm such the person who decorates for every fucking season and I love fall and I love and I just haven't been decorating. I, I think it's I think it's a combination of covid and just the political shit that's going on and I'm in it every day. I there there are no pumpkins in my world right now. There's like no scarecrows, no witches, no nothing. But I know that I mean Bob my boyfriend wanted to start put he wanted to put the tree up before Thanksgiving and I'm like hell no. 
that in no fucking way. You cannot do that. That is wrong, wrong, wrong. So the day after Thanksgiving, we will put up our Christmas decorations. And I think because we're going to have a festive home, I'll probably feel a little bit more festive about what I cook. But it's just, I don't know. This this holiday, it's, it's depressing for me because I moved to Maryland primarily. My mother moved to Maryland in 2017. And Bob and I were in California. And I just said, you know, thank God his family is from Virginia. And so I said, do you ever think about moving back to the East Coast? And he's like, yeah. And I said, well, maybe we should consider it because I just kept thinking my mom's in her 70s. And, you know, I'm basically the only family member she has that's going to drop anything to do something for her. And I want to be close. You know, I want to be around her if she needs me and just to see her. And so here we are. And now I can't really see her. I mean, I just spent two weeks with her because she had her hip replaced. But, um, you know, it sucks. It just fucking sucks. Yeah, but, you know, it's just another day, though. I mean, I it, really, know, it, I it really is. You, you can't, you got to think about it that way. Have Thanksgiving in February. Have it in March. That's true. You know, you know that's true. Wait, it's fine. Just open the Christmas presents now. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's just, it's a dreary. Christmas is always cold anyway, you know. <laughs> have it in the spring. <laughs> Oh my God! Well, I'm I'm glad that you guys are gonna have a nice festive day, and I mean for me, it's just gonna basically be Thursday with a, a different kind of dinner <laughs> that I usually make on Thursday, yeah, know, and that's it. But that's cool. Um, and we don't even get to watch freaking Charlie Brown. They took that from us too. Like, what's up with that? I love watching. Oh my God! You sound you sound like Donald Trump Jr. Though <laughs> they can't even take they, they took Charlie Brown away. It's a war on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it is. It's a war. Damn it! <laughs> I know. Don't tell me I sound like. Derp. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, just going to have nightmares now. <laughs> Derp who is fucking asymptomatic. Why are they all asymptomatic? It's not fair. Oh, come on. Is he really, is he, didn't they just say that so that he could go to rehab? Come on. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. All right. All right. I'm going to end it here. Uh, Donald Trump is in rehab and um, it's always fun talking to you and you do. You're so good at being rational and bringing me down. So they or you know, off the ledge. So <laughs> not good. bringing me down. You know, bringing I mean? you down. Okay. you know what I mean? I'm tired. I, know. I'm just, I have like no I'm sleep. Te- I've teased you twice now. So thank you for having me on. Have a great Thanksgiving. Wait, wait, wait. Be fine. It'll be I right. know. Well, before It'll you be go, though, before you go, tell everyone. I'm going to put this in the um, description of the Patreon. But tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, I have I have my uh, my newsletter twice a week, my column uh, every Tuesday, every Friday, every Sunday. Uh, it's Prevail, it's called. So if you, um, it's actually just gregoliar.com now. Oh, I forgot. Perfect. That's easy. And then you're okay. just Greg, you're Greg Oliar on Twitter. Yeah, there's a theme here. It's good to have a name that isn't common. <laughs> and then I am author Kimberly on Twitter, L E Y. Don't forget that extra name. And you can always go to my. Amazon page and check out my books and and Greg has books too so they're they're all in your website correct all of your, yeah, you yeah. can find all the books you know, people people who know who want to find me they can they know where to find me yeah <laughs> books are good they're fun okay so well you it was... them and read them great Christmas presents <laughs> yes sure and always give reviews 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 the authors need reviews so anyway it was awesome talking to you have a happy Thanksgiving and I'm sure we'll talk again in December you too thanks so much bye bye.